0: FM to get started. Hey everybody in this episode of The GH Report, Ryan's intrigued by Ava, Maxie's jealous of uh, Lulu and and Peter's relationship, and what is going on with this baby? Is Michael going to find out that he's the real father? Stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV. The ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz... Hey, Hey, everybody, welcome to the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Look at that beautiful GH theme song playing us in. This, of course, is the show where we look back at all the shenanigans that are going on in Port Charles and break it all down for you. I'm Frank Moran. And I'm your co-host, Carla Renata. The uh, the more talented of the two people, for sure, (laughs) sitting right here. Now, as always, folks... Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hop in the chat. Carla's got her iPad up and running, which means the chat is up and running. She's here and seeing all your great thoughts and comments, so keep I them coming. Am. Yes. Uh, so we'll jump right into it. Before we get into this week's uh, de- storylines in detail, what did you think overall about this past week?
1: You know, it was a little slow, I thought. You know, it, it was a little slow. I thought, in general, it was a little slow. I, I love the... Um, I love seeing, as much as I love to hate Nell, I love seeing her back because she just brings an invigorating energy to the show when she's there. Um, I, I'm i getting real, and I know I, this is going to be horrible to say, I'm getting real tired of Oscar being a brat. That's kinda, That's kind of getting on my nerves. I'm like, okay, make a decision and work with it because that's getting on my nerves. Um, but I am intrigued by what you teased in the beginning, the whole... Ryan and Ava thing. Like, I wonder, I wonder how that's gonna. I'm, I'm really intrigued at to, to how that's gonna play out, especially with Laura being back. And I, and I love, I love that little boy that play Spencer. He just gives me life. I love yes. having him back because he made the rounds too. He got around Port Charles quick.
0: But you know, I feel like as, <laughs> as much as I enjoy Spencer, and I feel like, well, I, I walk a fine life with Spencer. I, I like Spencer when he's. He's in that he's in that zone that he's like he can be kind of uh annoying. precocious and annoying mm-hmm. but still can kind of push the story and still have like a nice emotional moment but there are other times where he just goes too far to the extreme where you're just like oh man you are way too obnoxious
1: yeah this is Get the away. thing that made me laugh out loud though this made me laugh out loud because I was because they he was having the scene with Joss and and she was like it's so good to see you again and I'm like She's like 10,000 feet taller than he is. The last time that they he has not grown at all and I love the fact that the writers paid attention to that. And she he's like, "Yeah, but you're really tall." She cuz somebody says something like, "Oh, you haven't changed at all." And then one of the other characters said, "Yeah, but you're really tall." I'm like, "Okay, thank goodness that they acknowledge that cuz I'm like, "Really?" Because he still looks like a little boy, and she's, like, practically a grown woman. And so is Cameron. And they were all little kids together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, that was just weird for me.
0: Well, it's never been so much Jocelyn. She's always been a little bit older than, like, Emma or Cameron or even Spencer. But when they age up Cameron, that that jumps it up. So, like, even Emma would seem a little bit weird against Cameron right now. But
1: even even if Emma was there, Emma looks more like... Emma and Spencer look like they've (laughs) grown... Like, they've grown at the same rate. Yes. You know what I mean? It looks like Cameron and Jasper like, on steroids or something. It's just funny. It made me laugh.
0: Because, I mean, they've taken Cameron and they've aged him up out of what should be the Emma Emma and uh, Spencer age group. And brought him up in Jocelyn's age group.
1: Right. And they did that for the storyline purposes. But I don't think whoever did that, I think they forgot. That people like you and I and the fans in the chat room were like, hold up, wait a minute, now.
0: Yeah, now they're just kind of re- <laughs> retro looking back and like, no, 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 we've all been uh, friends together this whole time.
1: Yeah, and know, more contemporaries. That are. was that was pure comedy to me. I, I, that made me laugh out loud. I'm oh. like, okay, that's funny.
0: Well, let's uh, start off with with Spencer. I mean, he's okay. back visiting. Uh, you know, as always, surprising Laura, his mm-hmm. grandmother. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to make sure everything's fine. You know, and we, I get a little tired of that. Be Spencer comes into town when he's not supposed to, and then Laura's got to be cranky with him for a little bit. And I'm like, ugh, all right. Well, she's a grandmother,
1: but but this is the thing that killed me about Spencer coming back. What happened to his legs being oh so jacked up? Like, I was expecting Spencer to come back in some crutches or some braces or something, and he's hopping around town like ain't nothing wrong.
0: Well, I mean, it's been almost I'm, a year since he's been but gone. But I'm
1: saying, she was like, oh, he's doing better. But the way she said, oh, he's doing better made it sound like he's still in the recovery phase, but he's doing better than he was when I got there. This little boy shows up, and he's got flowers, and he's hopping all over pr- uh, poor Charles like a money rabbit. <laughs> I'm like, come on now.
0: But uh, admittedly, if they wanted to be like true to that, do you want to see Spencer coming back, and we have to see him like in two like full leg casts? like <laughs> Not leg
1: casts, but like braces or crutches <laughs> oh, or
0: something. Uh oh.
1: And he and he flew. So this is the other thing. So as someone who's actually has surgery on their legs, you not taking no uh, transatlantic flight? <laughs> you, like really?
0: I'm like, mm mm. He's he's young, Carla. The body rebounds. Whatever. You still not taking no <laughs>
1: transatlantic flight? I'm just like, okay. That was it, that was just a lot for me to ingest. I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah, so we've got how much he gets mixed up in with the Laura and Ryan storyline remains to be seen, but Mm -hmm. he does get involved with the uh, 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 Oscar, Jocelyn, uh, uh, and uh, Cameron Mm -hmm. storyline. So Mm -hmm. kind of saying, hey, Jocelyn, why don't you, if you want to see if Oscar's really the one or you want to get him back, start dating somebody else.
1: Dulamon in the chat room says, and how can they let him just go around and do whatever? He's like 10. I agree, Dulamont. It was crazy. He was just like, uh, 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 just, okay. They sh- And somebody said they should have aged Spencer. But you know what? That little boy that played Spencer, he's so good.
0: But, you know, in a way, I feel like they, I think the show wants us to think that he is older than he is. Like, by a few years. I feel like they want to feel like he's a few years. Because it feels like those scenes with Jocelyn seemed more of a contemporary, even though I did like Laura saying, like, you were never really close with Jocelyn, ever. <laughs> yeah, More I mean, Emma. I love
1: how they. I love how the writers with with this week consistently, if they found themselves doing something out of pocket, they corrected it immediately. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, I'll give them props for that. They immediately corrected it, but I was like, mm, I, I don't know about that. And then um, I, lo- I love when Spencer went to the Metro Court. Like as soon as um, Kevin slash Ryan said he was at the Metro Court talking to Ava. I love how Spencer was like, I got to go. And he went straight to the Metro Court and read Ava the Riot Act.
0: Yes, there was no holding back from uh, with Spencer about how he felt about you know, what Ava did.
1: Which made me laugh out loud because I'm like, really? You're going to stand there and let this little boy read you the Riot Act and not say anything? Like she was standing there and taking it like an adult was talking to her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That made me laugh out loud too because I was like, I wish some 10-year-old would come to me and talk like that. I'm like, where's your mama?
0: <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Where you your pump. manners?
1: Where are your manners at? Who who's been raising you, wolves? I'm like, I don't understand. It was well, funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, Spencer was looking to Ava to kind of back him up, and everything that was going on with Valentine, and, and she threw him under the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ava just continues again to be kind of the uh, the pariah of the of the community there. I just I cannot. But not to get old uh, Ryan. Uh, you know, Ryan. Ryan of... is
1: like. What was that he said that she was walking away from him at the Metro court? You're an she's an you're an extraordinary woman. I'm like, "Oh god, really?"
0: Yes. So we get to see more of their. They they kind of just have those kind of like coincidental bump ins or right, right outside of Kelly's. Like, oh hey, I've got some time now if you want to get together. Or they meet at the Metro Court and he gets more and more intrigued by uh, by, by Ava. Ava and
1: she's like and she's kind of digging it. Like she knows she knows that he's married to Laura. She knows that he's spoken for, but that's not stopping her from flirting because that's what Ava does when Ava feels hurt, and abused, and, hurt and abused and scorn. You know she goes out toward or lashes out and connects to whoever the closest person is that shows her any ounce of attention and now it happens to be Ryan
0: well I think that what she may be intrigued about is that Ryan of course is somebody that likes to uh, embrace his baser instincts and so seeing Ava just kind of being like, kind of like oh should I be I mean I want to do this but maybe I shouldn't I think Ryan's intrigued by like somebody that is just like yeah I'm really in touch with this kind of dark side of myself and I think Ryan wants to say like yeah, get rid of this pesky, like, angel on your shoulder that pops up a couple times. Well, Let's he, ha- he kind of said
1: that. He kind of, in, in those certain terms, has kind of sort of alluded to that. And she's kind of like, really? Because in her mind, she's like, well, if this psychotherapist is telling me it's okay, then I'm not as damaged as I thought I was. No, Ava, you are damaged.
0: Yes. <laughs> you <that's->
1: are, Sorry. <laughs> Love you, mean it, but you are messed up.
0: We do get to see Ryan go back to Ferncliff and chat with Kevin, who, uh, yeah, just, I'm about tired
1: of them scenes, too. I'm like if he I, if he goes back to Ferncliff one more time and some shenanigans don't ensue, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that. Like I'm gonna need Kevin to get out of this straitjacket and take Ryan down.
0: I mean, I'm really liking having him back on the canvas, but I don't it is getting annoying now with the Laura and and Ryan scenes, where it's just like how many more time ways can like Ryan come up with an excuse for them not to. Connect. But and, remember
1: that one moment he almost took her out with. Remember his hands were on that knife. Yeah. I'm like, what you gonna do, stab her to death? Like, what a, <laughs> like you gonna stab her because she, she wants she wants to uh, to get busy with you, so you just go stab her because you don't want to get busy with her. Like, who does that?
0: Yeah, I. Uh, it is, and then to have her Laura go to Lulu and like uh, talking, and then everybody covering saying. It's the Ryan Chamberlain murders. It's just weighing on him at this time. Once this is over and done with, he's going to be fine again.
1: Yeah, when Lulu said that, I was like, girl, come on. Mm. I was like, girl, please.
0: So I'm with you. I want to see Ryan, you know, kill somebody because that's what he does. And then I want to see people starting to put things together. And I hope it happens in a quick fashion because.
1: I think it will because Laura's back. And Laura, at first, Laura was just frustrated at the fact that. She's thinking that Ryan is Kevin and he's not wanting to connect with her as Kevin, but now she's starting to wise up a little bit and realize that something's wrong, especially when she looked at his hand. First of all, he went by the Metro Court and had a drink, which is out of character for him without her. Second of all, he got a manicure and she looks at his hands and she's like, did you get a manicure? (laughs) And He was like, um, yeah, I just wanted to treat myself. And she's like, oh, okay." You know, first it was the cold and now it's, you know, oh, I don't Spencer might walk in on this. Like the excuses are gonna get old real quick, fast, and in a hurry. And she's already feeling paranoid because when she walked into the situation, she had um Lucy up in there with some chicken soup trying to move in. So she's feeling like maybe there's some other chicken poor Charles that he's, you know, getting busy with her trying to hook up with that she doesn't know about. She has no idea about his obsession with Ava just yet.
0: No, but uh, I am also, like Laura, I'm already tired of these excuses. <laughs> we just need to get I'm moving to the next, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the next chapter of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? Who's not ever tired? Who? Our After Buzz uh, <laughs> fans they keep uh, again and again they keep they are so loyal they keep coming back and watching all these after shows and you know what our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows from dramas reality TV sci-fi more there's no network that works harder for you the television <laughs> fan that is right i mean carla and i uh, and everybody else here it's like almost 24/7 we're just living breathing <laughs> eating tv and creating great after shows for you but you know what folks we need your help We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. And by subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you. Yes, you, right there. Uh, And you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about those pesky notifications, you don't have to worry, because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now and uh, for this channel and check out all the other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. And when you do subscribe, let us know in the comments. And Carla Renata, is going; she's got it recently into uh, needlework. She (laughs) will make you this fantastic little uh, y'all he's yes.
1: lying i don't bit more not how to do no needlework than the man and the moon but i do know how to get some fan shout outs so we're gonna shout <laughs> out simon love doula my girl kelly and my girl annie going uh who else michael b who's over at black tomatoes with me on bhl love you michael b um who else is up in this chat room i said michael b i said doula i said kelly i saw zoe and zoe johnson so thank y'all for joining us in the chat room we love y'all we love what you have to say we love that you um support us and that you stay with us and have your opinions that sometimes mesh with us and sometimes they don't but that's called an opinion and that's why we have them
0: that's true and so let carla know what you'd like her to to make for you and she will start stitching away
1: he's lying uh
0: and make you something beautiful and get it right to you it's gonna be beautiful Uh, wait she's showing me some photos what she's doing is he's, incredible. He's lying. <laughs> he's
1: lying, and he's
0: lying. Uh, for now, though, thanks for being the best friends around and for making us the ESPN of TV talk. Yes. yes. So uh, let's jump into the other one that I already know is driving, uh, putting a bee in your bonnet, and as well as kind of bugging me, and that is Oscar and uh, the ongoing saga of his brain tumor.
1: You know, I get that he's upset. I get that he's upset about his condition. I get that he's upset with his parents for not telling him. I get that he's hurt. I get that he's trying to protect um, everybody that loves him and he doesn't want anybody feeling sorry for him. I get... The, fa- the fact that he doesn't want to do this trial because, you know, it's not as cut and dry as one would think. Like, I get all of that. But I'm going to need him not to be in the park whining and commiserating with Cameron for one more scene. I am just need to not see that for one more episode. It's getting on my nerves.
0: I would agree with you because I am of the, the same mind where, and we've talked about this before, where how you would react in real life, understandably, and I'm sure in real life seeing somebody like Oscar going through this, You're going to cut them a little more slack. Mm -hmm. When you're watching a televised drama, though, about this, seeing these kind of scenes get repetitive again and again and again, you're like, "We got, we got the story point. Let's move on to the next." Yeah,
1: I mean, can we just like either have Joss find out that he's lying, or have Cameron break down and tell somebody? Because this is the thing that's really cracking me up. When has Cameron ever kept a secret this long? Never. So why all of a sudden are him and Oscar getting all chummy and he's trying to keep his little secret, but even he threatens him. He's like, look, if you don't tell her, I will.
0: Well, I mean, that's until Spencer's great idea to have Jocelyn get a girl, a boyfriend, and, like, oh, I should just go with, of course, the person I'm really closest to anyway, just Cameron. Cameron.
1: But then Cameron found a way to flip it back around and shoot it down, because he doesn't want to do that. You know, he does. He. This is what I will. I will give Cameron props for this. Cameron really does care for Jocelyn, and it would be real easy for him to swoop in and take advantage of that situation, but he clearly cares a little bit or either feels sorry for Oscar, too. So he's not as much of a butthead as we thought he was. So I'll give him some props for that.
0: Although, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess he's keeping each person's uh, secrets in, in his confidence. So mm-hmm. he's not telling Jocelyn what Oscar's really up to, and he's not telling Oscar what mm-hmm. Jocelyn's really up to. And
1: he's not telling his mom, either. So there's yeah. that.
0: But I feel like him keeping... Jocelyn's is a little bit more like oh well I mean I get a be closer to you and hang out all the time. So I feel like that, mm. keeping Jocelyn's confidence, is also a little bit more selfishness on Cameron's part.
1: <laughs> Did you see Carly's face, though, when he showed up? And she was like, what yeah. you,
0: with the pizza. She was like, what you doing here? He's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> and, and then to be with Bobby right afterwards, and I'd say, like, my children are so resilient. They're picking up and moving on. Like, she then she seemed so happy that, that Cameron that was, was over. Like,
1: that was really, I'm glad you brought that up, because that was odd. I was like, really? Because she looked a little confused when she left the house. <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, I'm going to go over there. And and I'm gonna see what's going on with with Oscar and Alexis because and Bobby's like, Mm-mm, don't do that, don't do that, yeah, but you know eventually. Because now Alexa says she's going to think about it, so you know there's going to be another meeting where they're going to meet up, and her and Oscar rather are going to meet up and be discussing it. And of course, Carly is going to be lurking in the background, and she's going to come over and find out what's up. And hopefully, that will be how they escalate that storyline. I'm hoping that that's what happens.
0: Because I, I, have be, I have zero interest in seeing any scenes of Jocelyn and Cameron trying to, you know, set up this. Oh, we're really in a relationship now, Oscar. Sorry. I just, like, let's just get on to everybody knowing that he's got this.
1: Yeah, brand I mean, it, this is the thing that's cracking me up. Three-quarters of the town know already. <laughs> it's cracking me up that Carly and Sonny and Joss are the only ones that don't know about Oscar's situation. Like, everybody else knows. Jason knows. Sam knows. Even uh, Julian is guesstimating about it. Alexis now knows. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows.
0: You know, and I, I feel Drew like... Drew
1: knows, like, you know.
0: I feel like Kim is really sticking to her uh, word that she would keep... Let Oscar be the one that would tell anybody, mm-hmm. only because of how this whole thing fell down anyway.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I
0: feel like she's really kind of trying to course correct it in a major way, when it's just like, you could tell somebody. It's fine. I Well, I mean, not fine. But I mean, you, this thing is clearly weighing you. You need to be able to tell somebody and i you know as much as julian can kind of be a knucklehead at times so that scene between him and kim where he kind of figures it out as you were saying mm-hmm. and they just uh, she just kind of breaks down in his arms i was like all right way to go julian he was mm-hmm. like that was a way way to he didn't you know didn't, didn't need to know the details but he was just going to be there for her. i was like
1: all right i love that they're making julian so empathetic because I, I feel like Kim, Dr. Kim, needs some needs that support right now, which she doesn't really have. Like, Drew is so messed up and so freaked out over the whole situation that he can't really support her the way she needs to be supported emotionally because he needs support emotionally, too. So instead of running to Kim, who does he run to? He runs to Sam.
0: Yeah, even even though he said to her, like, I can't do this with you, still, when it does come to that point where you need mm-hmm. somebody.
1: Because Sam was like, when Elizabeth came over and was like, can you just, like, not hook up with Jason and be there for Drew? Sam was like, um, so Drew told me he didn't want to be bothered, so you can save your little speech. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was like, yeah, girlfriend, you could have saved that little trip over to my house because this conversation has already happened. And he said he didn't want to be bothered, so I'm honoring what he said. Yeah. You ain't going to come over here and tell me what to th- like Like, she didn't say that, but that's kind of the scene played out in my head I was like yes Sam Reed she read her but not really like they didn't really have a fight like they normally would because she was trying to be a little more empathetic but it was funny and then what happens he goes running to Sam and then they have that whole conversation where she tries to explain to him you know he doesn't necessarily need his memories back for uh, Oscar to remember him or all that kind of stuff which brings me to my next point so What's her name? d Margo? a Dawson? Margot. That doll. I need for somebody to drop kick her like yesterday. she's she's another one that's getting on my nerves. She's been getting on my nerves for a while. but now she's really getting on my nerves.
0: well, I feel like that is another scene that's kind of hit those same beats again where every time we see Margot and Drew, it's just that it's the same kind of rehashing of, don't you want this flash drive? No, I don't want this flash drive. But don't you want your memories? No, I want to remember what I am right now. But don't you re- I mean. That
1: is getting uh, on my nerves. It's like, how many times can we have this conversation? How many How many different ways can he say no? How many different ways can you say, you know, um, why are you protecting Sonny? And then the scene with, where Drew tells Sonny, yo, she's coming for you. And I told her, you know, no. But he didn't say that he, was, that he had uh, Sonny's back. Like, he wasn't like, but don't worry, I got your back. He's like, I'm just letting you know that she's coming for you and she's trying to come for you through me. And then he leaves. And even Sonny was like, uh, but he didn't say he had my back. <laughs> 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 even Sonny was like, um,. He didn't say he was going to protect me, so there's that. I said, oh, Lord, they are killing me.
0: I did like that that he he does get sunny and tells him what's going on. Mm-hmm. He, even if he doesn't say, I've got your back or anything, but he does fill him in on what's going on. It's not like he's kind of trying to uh, pull some kind of like, sneaky shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And I did like where you was saying to Margo, and I felt like we had to have that conversation with Peter to find out. Even if he doesn't, Peter know, doesn't know all the specifics. He does know that if Drew were to get his original memories back, it would wipe away the ones that he's acquired for these past five years. And that's where he misses Oscar, meeting Oscar for the first time, getting close to Monica. Those would be stripped away.
1: Yeah, that. and I don't know, honestly, I don't know if that's something that Drew wants to do. Like, I I mean, if I were Drew, if I were in a position where I found out I had a son, I found out that his, that my son's mother was like a really cool person and I'm getting to know her, like, I don't know if I would want to wipe that out in lieu of knowing what my past because this is the thing sometimes the past is not as lovely as you think like have you ever been in a situation where you had a wonderful exchange with somebody in the past or had some really great moments with somebody in the past and then for whatever reason you guys have lost touch or moved away or whatever and then you reconnect with that person and that reconnection is never as great Or never as lovely as the memories that you had of them before you reconnected? Have you ever had that happen?
0: I don't have uh, and never have had friends. So I don't know what (laughs) that would
1: be like. Well, let me just say. I've had situations where I have reconnected with people from my past and I regretted it. Because the memories that I had of them in my past were much better than the resurgence or the the reconnecting memories. The reconnecting memories kind of sucked. Well, and so, that wasn't always the case, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: because there's certainly a variety of life experiences that have happened to that person that you were not a part of, and they could be for good or for bad. Mm-hmm. And it really changed the way that person kind of uh, interacts or perceives with the world.
1: Exactly. So that's why I that's, this I say all of that to say that that's why I'm making the point about Drew. That maybe, you know, sometimes going back isn't always the best thing. Sometimes just staying present and moving on with the future is probably, you know, a little better.
0: Well, because I feel like if her is saying, don't you want to know about your, your, your childhood friends or your childhood what we've known so far, though, is that he had this thing with Franco where they, were with uh, good old uh, My Two Dads, messing around with them. <laughs> I love that
1: you call him My Two Dads. That makes me laugh so
0: hard. <laughs> so, like, that's not a great memory. Like, okay, no. easy, that's fine. You can lose that. And then oh, we do know that he really felt hard for Kim, but kind of left because he was dedicated to his career with right. the, uh, the Navy SEALs. So I feel like now he's at least the only thing that's really missing is maybe that that kind of like love connection with Kim, mm-hmm. but he still has a connection with her as the mother of his child, mm-hmm. and they have that kind of friendship. Like I
1: think they have a I think they have a connection, like you were saying. Yeah. I agree with you. I think they have a connection. I don't what what I don't think is that that connection can be deepened as a result of what's going on with Oscar because of the the, the people that they are involved with right so drew for a minute was looking like he was gonna hook up with margo and then marco Margot showed her natural born behind so that's not gonna happen yeah. so now he's flipping back to that place where it's gonna be the drew jason sam show again and now julian is kind of there for for kim but is drew really gonna fight for kim in that respect while he's grieving i doubt it yeah, he's just gonna revert back to what he knows
0: uh, yeah i i I don't think they, they they're gonna go revisit the Drew Sam Jason triangle. I please don't do that.
1: But they they're alluding to it. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, come on, y'all, don't do that.
0: But, you know, I feel like at this point, it seems like Sam deeply cares about Drew, but I don't feel like that kind of romantic spark between them. As opposed to I feel you feel like that pining away between her and Jason which I don't want to see, but I know you do. I
1: love J-Sam. I love it. When that music played, I laughed out. Whenever I hear that music, I laugh out loud because I know when I come here, I'm going to get some eye rolling from you. I just know it. I'm like, yay, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. It's so funny to me. Ooh, But speaking of pining, let's flip on over to Peter and Maxie and Lulu.
0: This is a big (laughs) bunch of dumb. It's a big bunch of dumb. I don't know why they're even taking the story beat of having Maxie jealous of this work relationship that she's perceiving as much more between Lulu and Uh, Peter.
1: Because it is.
0: I don't know. I do not see any infatuation with Lulu towards Peter.
1: Okay, wait. So how about the scene that happened between Nina and Lulu where Nina's just letting Lulu talk? And if you're a girl, you—if you or you a girl talking to a girl trying to figure out if somebody likes somebody, you can tell by the way they speak about this person whether they like them or not. And the way Lulu was talking about Peter was not in a way that of a, somebody liking another coworker. It was like that she—it was like Nina said. In the show, she doesn't even know that she likes Peter. She does. She has an attraction to Peter, but she doesn't even know that she likes Peter. And she has an attraction to Peter out of loneliness because Dante's not there. They had that fight. Peter walked in on them having that fight on the phone. So she's feeling some kind of way. And Peter, just like he was with Maxie, is always lurking in the shadows trying to pick up the pieces.
0: But yeah, I feel like Peter in that instance with Lulu was. As a friend, offering her a way to get her mind off her troubles. Hey, go to the movies. Yeah, but we know
1: that on soap operas, and especially on GH, that never turns out where people are just friends. Come on. That happened with Griffin and Kiki, and we see where that went.
0: Yeah, but I I see Peter liking Lulu more as as somebody that he can genuinely like as a friend, but I don't see that romantic sense, at least coming from him. I see it with Maxie. No. I definitely think there's that.
1: I agree with you. I agree with you. There's nothing coming from him, but it is coming from her. You
0: think so? Yeah, I do.
1: I do. Only because, only because of that scene that happened with Nina and Lulu. That's the only reason why I'm saying that. And then I, the scene with Peter and Maxie, he was like, oh, family. You know, he was all about the family. and the. He's, he's in love with Maxie. So to him, Maxie and the little baby are family. He's like, oh, this is my family. This is what I've been missing in my life. He's not going to have that. Him, get, him getting involved with Lulu is nothing but drama. There's nothing but drama to come from that. Laura's back in town. You think Laura's going to sit back and let that happen? Oh, hell no. <laughs> That's not going to happen.
0: I, uh, speaking of Laura and Peter, I did like that scene where she comes over and just talks to him a little bit. And it was, it's nice to have Peter have an interaction with somebody that doesn't turn into, like, a jab or, like, uh, like you're a jerk or whatever. Yeah, happened. that was actually
1: a nice scene with the two of them. It was. And it was a nice, <laughs> but, but then she went from that to just... <laughs> She just jumped in Valentine's face and was like, I was like, Laura is coming back into poor Charles, honey, and the fangs are out. She is letting people have it. I love it. Because, nice Laura. Laura Spencer Collins, whatever her name is, has been so nice for so long that it's really nice to see her get a little edge. I kind of love it.
0: Well, I that scene was fun as Peter and Laura are talking. That it would cut to Valentine sitting there on the mm-hmm. couch with the eye rolls and like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and he brought it on himself. He, he he came. He poked the bear. <laughs> he got up like, oh, feeling you know, very uh, forgiving today, huh? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I don't know you
1: anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, let me flip back for just a second. I really, uh, speaking of other scenes that I like, I really like the scene too between um, Bobby and Kim where Bobby shared about BJ. Yes. That was a really, really, really nice scene. I really enjoyed that.
0: Well, that was a nice thing about that, that sense of history, both with uh, Bobby and Kim and then also that scene with Alexis and Oscar mm-hmm. where she was like, you know, I'm a cancer survivor as well, too. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of those same feelings. You know, and it's always like, when somebody tries to at least kind of, I've gone through what you've gone through, and I can understand that, that people say, hey, I'm, I'm really glad things worked out for you. But mine's inoperable. They're always trying to like, <laughs> that, thanks for right. trying to be compassionate, but <laughs> mine's better than I yours. I was
1: like, when he said that, I was like, oh, you're being a real butthead right now. <laughs> yes. Like, really? You can't just like take her for being empathetic to your situation? You can't like ask her some questions about like what she went through to help you go with you what you're going through? No, you're just like, it's inoperable. I don't want <laughs> to hear nothing you have to say. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What is happening right now?" That was funny. Yeah,
0: that was, was, like, was actually very funny. Come on, Oscar. Uh, yeah, I'm just annoyed I, that they. I, I saw.
1: I saw the comedy in. <laughs> I saw the comedy in that situation. You know what else I saw the comedy in? When um, speak flipping back to Drew when 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 Drew and Franco were having that heart to heart, heart to heart rather, and Drew was like, "So if somebody offered you your memory back." to get back at Jason and Sunny in exchange for getting back at Jason and Sunny, would you do it? And that look on Franco's face, like he had to think about it, think about it for a second, was like, me and Jason are good, so no, nah, I wouldn't do that. But yeah. this ain't me we're talking about. That made me <laughs> laugh that made me laugh out loud. I love minutes. the fact that he took a minute to like contemplate it. Like I love the fact that he didn't jump right in. It was all yeah, I think you should do that because he's still feeling some kind of way about Jason and then he goes on to explain to Drew about how he helped Carly escape and he yeah. was the point person. <laughs> That whole situation made me laugh. I had a lot of laugh out loud situations. There were a few far and in between, but I did laugh out loud.
0: I, I, every time that Franco tells that story, though, it just he becomes like more and more involved in it. You know, it really was my idea for Jason to go to Ferncliff and get Carly out. I'm waiting for him to like that's his next step. Like oh, he, he
1: he almost alluded to that. Oh, and real quick before before we um before we run out of time, I just wanted. Uh, Flip back to Franco and Liz for a second when they meet with the school teacher and they start talking about Aiden. This actually made me laugh out loud and maybe it shouldn't have, but I laughed out loud when Franco said, yeah, I went to buy him some princess pencils. Like, why got to be? Why are we talking about princess pencils to make us feel like the reason Aiden is having so much trouble in school is because he might be gay. Because he wants princess pencils, and that he hid them when he got home, like we couldn't think of something else other than princess pencils. I'm just saying. Yeah,
0: I mean, true. I mean, it's when Drew oh, when Franco does mention it, like, but I mean, I guess that's the the story point that they kind of use to spiral this whole thing down. Princess
1: pen that and that scene went on just a little too long. Like it was a really long scene. The
0: uh, <laughs> the thing that really <laughs> distracted me about the whole thing is like one that teachers just seem so emotionless in her performance.
1: Yeah, she was just she was she was very linear. Yep. She was very linear. Nobody this this you're right. That particular scene everybody was linear. Franco was linear, Liz was linear, and so was the teacher. Everybody was like this. And I'm just like his school teacher just told you he's having is, isolation isolation issues. And Franco just revealed about the princess pencils. I'm going to need somebody to be a little concerned about, not concerned in a bad way, but just concerned for this child and to see how to help him and support him. Because there's nothing worse than being a child, being being a child, realizing as a child that you're different, and not having a support system in place. And, I, and I'm really not having the fact that they're not calling it what it is. Like they're kind of skirting around it before they, they're kind of going around the block before they get to the front door. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Let's just get right into
0: it. It yeah you know, it was I don't know if I, wa- I may have wanted to see this sooner, but now that it's alluded to, I want to see a scene between Charlotte and Aiden because you know, oh his cousin Charlotte's in this class are they do they hang out like mm-hmm. well that is interesting I mean I would like I think I would like to have seen something like that or at least them doing you know have a play date together or they're doing something mm-hmm. after school together but we've never seen that but now no. it makes me want to see that scene I
1: think they probably they probably are going to introduce that scene and. And then the other scene that it wasn't laughable, but it was like I could have did without. It was the scene with Curtis and um, Jordan and uh, TJ where they were talking about on Stella not coming to the
0: wedding. Oh yes! Uh, before we dive into that, oh, sorry, one last bad. thing with the, uh, the 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 Franco and Liz and the teacher mm-hmm. is that that classroom when they walk out, it looks like they're in an apartment building because then she closes that door, <laughs> right. and it, I was like, maybe "What school is this?" You're
1: right? <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, somebody didn't change that back wall." Yes. <laughs> That's what it looked like. I was like, "Ooh, somebody did change that back while oh, they they think we didn't notice. Um, we noticed." Yeah, like, <laughs> "What what is this?" Like and the, the
0: the letter it was all, I was like, "This seems because there was no there was no window. Like, even, like, any classroom that has, like, a little pane so you can see what's going on in the class before you enter. There was nothing. It was just one big flat black with yeah, right. the, the Some, number on it.
1: Somebody forgot to change the back wall. <laughs> but, uh, flipping back just for a second real quick before we move forward. Um, there was another scene that I liked very much so between Jason and Monica, where she asked uh, – Monica asked Jason to um, get to know Oscar a little better. Let me just say in general, I kind of – if you're going to bring Steve Burton back to General Hospital to play Jason – bring him back and let him have some moments. And I'm loving the fact that he's had various moments with different characters in the show and that he's talking more. Because before, he barely said two words when he was playing Jason Morgan. He barely said anything. It was just usually a scene with him and Maurice Bernard and they would do whatever they did and that was it. Unless he was with Sam, it was barely any conversation going on, right? It was very, very, very short. Now they're giving him... They're starting to let us as viewers see a little bit more of a layer to Jason and it's almost alluding back to the Jason that we knew before the accident happened.
0: I think what I like about that is at least it shows the impact of being removed from everyone you know and love for five years (laughs) and that if you get the opportunity to reconnect to those people, hey, maybe I need to Open myself up in some other shape, uh, shape way and let them know how I feel.
1: Absolutely, I love. I love that they did that. I I love that they are doing that. I should say,
0: and because it's I you know Leslie Charleston had that accident, so she at least her as a performer was taken out of pocket. They had mm-hmm. Monica still kind of pop up occasionally mm-hmm. during the uh, the Kiki and uh, Doctor Creepy storyline. But having, speaking of Kiki, but having the having Leslie Charleston back in Mon- as Monica. Uh, it just you know she originated the character so it just fits so much better. So, but just seeing those scenes she's between like her and the Steve OG Hurt, was just like, and to see like so much tragedy that's happened to Monica and that she still keeps moving forward. That just her and uh, Jason talking about that was I really that loved was that,
1: scene. that was that was a stealth, That was probably my favorite scene of the whole week was that scene between them. And she's the OG of General Hospital. I mean, she's the last person on that show from like the original guard. Yeah. She's the last person on the, her and the chick that plays Bobby. They're the last two. Everybody else is new.
0: I mean, and Bobby's kind of come and gone for some stretches a little bit at the time. Mm-hmm. In the last, you know, five, ten years mm-hmm. so. But Monica's been more uh, present.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's it's been great to have her.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, so you were mentioning there the uh, the Curtis, uh, Jordan, and TJ scene. Talking about <laughs> Stella. While we're intercutting that with scenes of, of Stella and Mike uh, Michael talking. I cannot...
1: I was just like, this is... I like the scene with Stella and Michael, with him outside the nursery. Like, I like that scene between the two of them, that it was a very tender moment. But that scene where they're talking about Aunt Stella, and and I was on... I don't know where I was, but I was online somewhere, and so somebody called the young lady that's playing Jordan. They called her Diet Jordan. Mm. <laughs> and I was just like, that's mean, but mm, it's kind of true.
0: I mean, it's also tough that, I mean, she hasn't as much had as it has had as much time with the role, you know, uh, so.
1: I know, yeah. but I just, I don't know about you, but I don't feel any chemistry between the two of them. She And the, and the other thing is, she looks more like she could be his sister rather than his fiance. Mm. She looks more like she could be a, a close relative than his fiance, look wise. She's a good actress. She's a really good actress. But look-wise, she looks more like she could have been his sister or his cousin and not necessarily somebody he's going to marry.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, it's one of those frustrating things where Stella can do all this great work, and as a character, you really like her in scenes with uh, Mike, or Michael, Mm -hmm. uh, talking about this, or Sonny, having these Mm -hmm. conversations, but then you put her back into her family (laughs) drama, and... It just gets annoying to me. It's those same repetitive beats that keep hitting again and again and again.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's another storyline. They're going to have to find some way to either resolve that or move it forward. Because I don't want to hear Aunt Stella one more time complaining about how she doesn't want Jordan to marry Curtis. I don't want to hear Curtis going, I'm done. I've done everything I need to do. I don't want to hear Jordan and TJs talking about well, we think you shouldn't give up on... Like, I don't need to hear those conversations anymore. I'm going to need for somebody to poop or get off the pot.
0: Yeah, because it's one thing It's like... <laughs> you know? I feel like in real life you can have that kind of uh, animosity between family members, estranged family members, you know, people that you know, and you may never talk to each other. You may never reconcile. You may always be estranged from each other. But when they keep bringing it up as a as a as a subject on a show and then you're generating scenes based around that, like, no, no, no. In real life, they probably would just... Find some way to go, and they would just see each other maybe at holidays or casually, and then they maybe never were saying anything to each other, and they'd move on. But they keep bringing it up, and we got to keep yeah, watching rehash this stuff in the show. I'm like, no, just yeah. let it go.
1: Yeah, you know what else I, I need for them to let go? I'm going to need for them to let go of Kiki and Griffin. Do I really care that they slept together and that they spent so much time filming that scene? No, I do not.
0: No, oh, you didn't need to enjoy that? No. You know, it's uh, it's always weird when GH, like, picks these different vantage points where, for some reason, and they've done this a few times, where they'll hop outside and they'll be peeping in through the window. And it always seems weird because <laughs> it makes me think, like, is somebody supposed to be watching them? Because why do you choose that <laughs> viewpoint? It seems so weird to me.
1: It was just, first of all, it started with that little corny dance move where they were not dancing on the beat. I'm like, I'm going to need y'all to find the beat if you're going to dance. Like, if you're going to go, let me d- come dance with me. Oh, please find the beat. And then they couldn't find the beat. And I was so glad they cut away from that quick. I'm like, oh, yes, because that was giving me agita with them dancing, <laughs> not on the beat. I just couldn't take it. And then when they came back, the clothes are coming out. Like, that scene is not any different than the scene where they hooked up, you know, doing the, uh, the nurse's ball. It's, I don't uh, care.
0: Well, I mean, I think we're going to have to start caring because Haley Aaron's not going to be on the show for long. Oh, so really? I think like they're just trying to build this up so that, you know, when she... Is, you know, whether she leaves or she may be getting eliminated by Ryan, you're going to feel like that's like, oh, no, this young love cut short.
1: No, I'm not going to care. And, and, <laughs> and the other thing that one other thing I wanted to bring up real fast is when Brad saw Nell in that hallway, <laughs> I laughed out loud at that because I was like, is she going to spill the beans? Is she going to say something? But she didn't.
0: This is one thing that, like in real life, if you were in Brad's situation and you all of a sudden kind of turned the corner and saw somebody that could, I would turned
1: around and went in the other direction boom. so fast, with major your head spin. Like the fact that he was lurking there, staring yes. with his mouth gaped open, I'm like, brother, what are you doing? Bounce like and, a rubber ball yesterday. Get out of there. What are you doing? <laughs> and by the time they they have him do that.
0: It's in such an elaborate, like, oh, slowly I turn, step by, <laughs> by step. step. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, why? Brad? What are you doing It was like, there? Uh,
1: it was like a oh. Scooby-Doo moment. I'm like, I can't. But it was the way Carly was looking at Brad, too.
0: Yeah, you know, and I've been, I'm tired of scenes of, like, with Michael and Stella. Like, you know, there's just something about seeing, you know, Wiley in the world, and I hold him. And it's like, oh, we get it. We get it, guys. All right, yes.
1: That was a cute baby, though. Oh. That baby was kind of cute. Yeah, but That was a whatever.
0: cute baby. Just, like, let's move on with the storyline, all right? As
1: opposed, that was a cute baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
0: even going to say what I was going to say, but that was a cute baby. Uh, well, I guess as we're uh, wrapping up, we probably should do uh, a little quick news. Sure. After Buzz TV News. Uh, in casting news, uh, one little brief announcement here. Uh, Mary Pat, I know uh, Carla has missed Mary Pat there on Canvas, former Ferncliff nurse. Got the boot after the whole thing that went down with Carly, Jason, and Franco. He was so essential to that plot. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mary Pack got the boot, but she's going to be turning up again because she does happen to know who, what the deal is with that patient that was in that room and who it really is and who may really be out in the world now. Mm-hmm. So uh, expect her to come back and maybe uh, stir things up for Ryan and maybe not see her around for very much longer after that. yeah. Uh, Yeah, so uh, there is speculation there in terms of predictions that uh, good old Mary Pat might might meet her end, uh, thanks to Ryan Chamberlain. Ooh. Yes. Wow. So uh, as we get closer to Halloween, wait for those shenanigans to unfold. There you go.
1: I love Mary Pat. (laughs) She is my favorite.
0: And I uh, get ready to expect uh, Michael getting on a more downward spiral as uh, you know he's you know mourning the loss of his son Jonah, and uh, we'll find out what happens with uh, how long Brad can keep it together. As the uh, oh, he's going,
1: he's gonna, he's gonna unfurl. He just can't. He <laughs> can't do
0: it. Oh, mm-mm. all right. So, uh, quick predictions then. How much longer After it Buzz is? Buzz TV predictions before the truth is revealed that Wiley is really Jonah. Before or after the end of the year?
1: I would say before the end of the year. I would say before the end of the year. I I really hope that they don't make us fans wait until 2019 to find out what's going to happen with that.
0: Yeah, I imagine, like, it's a great Christmas Day buildup to, like, Michael getting his son back then.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I think, you know, maybe going into the holidays he may find out that that's his son and then they play it out after the, the new year or something but yeah i'm hoping they don't drag that out much longer because i can't take another scene with brad melting down before my eyes i just can't do it
0: uh one of the things we're getting ready to wrap up and we didn't really talk about the storyline very much at all is that nina and sasha all oh, right have been getting closer but uh as uh, rumors are speculating that of course and we've talked about it that it doesn't seem like sasha is really her daughter because it's been too easy so far but now there comes a point when they, they, people start figuring out that, hey, maybe Sasha's not really her daughter. How do you break that to Nina? Like, we've already built this up, and you've got what you think is your real daughter. How do you let her know, like, oops?
1: There was that moment where she showed, when Nina was showing her those pictures, and she said, and this is Kiki. So I think maybe the fans in the chat room have been right all along that Kiki is really her daughter.
0: But that, because,
1: no. because it was really odd to me that she was showing her all these pictures, but Kiki is the only person she called out by name.
0: The only thing that bums me out though is that if Kiki does turn out to be and Haley Aaron is leaving the show, they're going to recast. Either they recast or she gets killed. So if she oh, gets killed, then that's up. then that kind of just really truncates Nina's story right there. Mm. Uh, Somebody in
1: the chat room was saying that that Ryan might kill Kiki.
0: Yeah, that's been talked about been talked about for a while. So mm. I'm hoping that it is not. Kiki, that is Nina's daughter, because then we we so we get Sasha, that's not really her daughter, and then we only find out Kiki is, and then the heavy get killed. Mm.
1: I don't know, but I did love that scene between Valentine and and uh, uh, Sasha, mm-hmm. and the fact that Maxie overheard him. Ha- overheard them having that conversation, and that he admitted that he screwed up, and that she was the love of his life, and that was his fault. Like that was the only time that he literally said that out loud. Like we could see that he was remorseful, but I think that's the only time that he literally said it out loud in order to save Sasha from from leaving, because Sasha was about to bounce. Yeah, she was. She had one foot out the, over the threshold, and he was like, "No, no, 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 hold on." And stopped her from leaving, so.
0: And I did like when uh, Peter says, oh, you want me to tell Nina how great you were? And he's like, you know what? I don't need anybody to speak to me about, or speak for me, to Nina. Mm -hmm. I if I'm going to get her back, it's because I'm going to do it. I don't need anybody else.
1: I think they might hook back up. I would like to see them hook back up.
0: You know I mean he's definitely genuine in his in his affection for her. He's yeah. just sometimes he can't get out of his own way.
1: He's a butthead. But then you know what's going to happen Cassandra's going to come back and then oh. come, and then all hell going to break loose. Yeah, That's well. what's
0: going to happen. <laughs> when we find out like what he really did to Claudette that is because like once Cla- the Claudette thing gets revealed there's no coming back. That's like three strikes on Valentine. Like how can you come back on that? You can't. Too Valentin. bad, too sad. No, tell your dad Valentine. You can't cuz he's <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's been another episode of the GH Report. As always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Appreciate all that. I mean, look at all those personalized shout-outs that Carly gave you. Needle point to come. So get ready for that.
1: <laughs> and I missed a couple of people. I missed Kevin Fan. I missed uh, Daisy Flower 40. And I think that was it. I think I got everybody else. And if I miss somebody, I'll catch you next time.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and as always, folks, if you want to stay in touch with us, even after the show's off the air, Carla, where can they find you?
1: You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. Of course, at 5 o'clock on Sundays, you can find me over at Black Hollywood Live doing Black Tomatoes. And on Monday nights, you can find me here at After Buzz doing the Dancing with the Stars After Show. So you know, chat with me then.
0: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. I also do a show now at five o'clock on Sundays it's called Box Office Breakdown on Popcorn Talk. Shady, shady boots. Okay, that's right. You know, it's like you know, if I can't be with Carla at five o'clock, I will be against her. So at 5 pick
1: o'clock. one. So pick one. <laughs> Either Black Tomatoes or Box Office Breakdown. Pick mm, one. Yeah. You better choose Black Tomatoes. I'm just
0: saying. Uh, <laughs> all right, fine. Get it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for this episode of the GH Report. We'll see you back here next week with another new episode right here on Apropos TV. Bye.